Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of March 1, 2015. The ACB Binyard meetings, including the Board of Directors meeting, Affiliate Presidents meeting, and Legislative Seminar, took place in Arlington, Virginia, February 20-24, to and Deb Lewis from the Kentucky Council of the Blind and Teresa Thomas from the Bluegrass Council were among the first-time attendees. They were both stipend winners from the J.P. Morgan Chase Grant, and on pages 2 and 3, we talk with them about their trip which happened right in the middle of some of the coldest and snowiest weather we've experienced all winter. Sound Prince is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream, but how many of you really know about all of the other outstanding programming available through ACB Radio, a great project brought to you by the American Council of the Blind? This week on page 4, we give those of you who aren't familiar with ACB Radio a chance to check out the broadcast schedule for the mainstream channel and for our most popular channel, Treasure Trove. Be ready to make a note of dates and times of shows you want to hear. Listen to them through www.acbradio.org or on your phone at 231-460-1047. Remember that that is a toll call, so toll charges may apply. And on page 5 is the Soundprints calendar. Page 2. On the phone with me now are two guests. Last week was the ACP Mid-Year Meeting, in Arlington, Virginia, in Washington, D.C., and I have with me Teresa Thomas, who's the Executive Director of the Bluegrass Council of the Blind, and Deb Lewis, who's President of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, and welcome to both of you. Thank Thank you. you. Teresa and Deb went to D.C. this time um, as part of the President's Meeting and the ACB Legislative Seminar, and for both of them, it was the first time they were there. So... I thought it would be kind of fun for us to talk about their experiences, and little did we know when we were setting this up that we would have additional fun provided by Mother Nature. So we have quite a bit that we can chat about and hopefully give those of you out there listening just a little sense of what this mid-year meeting was, was like, both from the standpoint of the weather and from the standpoint of first-timers. So... um Let's see. Uh, Teresa, why don't we start with, with you? And Well, actually, you all can just kind of chat among yourselves, but Teresa, you can lead off. And, um, and tell us uh, about your, your, your trip. Well, um, mine started out, uh, compared to Deb's, a little less eventful. Uh, I did leave on Friday morning, and it was the coldest day of the year in Lexington, and uh, my flight was slightly delayed. The uh, pilot and co-pilot and flight attendant headed down to the plane uh, just a, just before the people began boarding. And they quickly returned back to the gate and informed us that the, they had to restart the plane, that it was minus six degrees on the airplane, and it would take a little bit for it to warm up. So uh, it, it was it was quite an adventure getting out at, at 5 a.m. and headed to the airport waiting for the plane to warm up. But other than that, it was pretty uneventful. We got on and 
I got to D.C. and got to the hotel, and they were wonderful. I got checked in at 9 a.m. and um, was off and run- hit the ground off and running with uh, a whole day ahead of me, free to see what we could do. But the weather in D.C. was then about 8 degrees and uh, had <laughs> several feet of snow on the ground. So I wasn't too sure about venturing out just yet. Yeah, Adam and I flew on Friday morning too. Was were the were the um, the water lines on your plane frozen? Yes. So yes, you couldn't have uh, coffee. Everyone <laughs> was so cold and waiting for coffee, and they're like, "We're sorry, but we're we're not able to do the coffee because the water lines are frozen." And they said it's starting to barely drip. Maybe by the end of the flight, of course, yeah. we're all sitting there shivering and freezing. Right. By the time we boarded the plane, it was probably still only about thirty degrees on the plane. So. Right now, Deb, you came on Saturday. Yes, I eventually got there. Actually, early Sunday morning. <laughs> but I you were supposed to come Saturday morning. <laughs> I left home at eleven forty-five on Saturday morning, thinking, "Oh, I'll be there by." You know, a little bit after 6. Now, hold on. You were initially supposed to be on a plane at 7.45 Saturday morning. So what yes, happened? Yes, I was. And <laughs> I was called by the airline on Friday evening around 6 saying they had canceled that flight. And so I had to change my ride. And I called. I canceled my ride. But I, the next morning I called TARC 3. And they were able to accommodate me if I wanted to leave home at 9.45. For a? For a 1.45 flight. Right. I think I need to do something else. For people that don't, that don't know, uh, all of that commotion was caused because we had sleet and snow and things that night, right? Yes, we had, rain, we had snow covered by some freezing rain that froze on top of the snow, and then we had sleet making slush on top of the ice and snow. So travel around Louisville was not good. No. So I I got a cab, and I went over to the airport, and Mm -hmm. uh, my flight there was delayed till 2.30. Okay. And I got into, I had to change planes in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Get to Charlotte, the flight at 4.40 is canceled. The flight at 5.45 is canceled. And it was canceled because those of us who were in D.C. were getting, we were getting that sleet, slush, whatever, and they couldn't, they couldn't land at Reagan Airport. Exactly. And so then they said, okay, you're going to be on a flight at 7, but you're on standby. (laughs) Well, this gentleman came over and asked me if I needed anything. I said, well, I need to use the restroom. Could I? Could you please find me a female to go along with me? And so he did, and turned out she was an airport supervisor oh. um, of the people who uh, assist people in the airport. Okay. So she was their supervisor, oh. but she just walked over and said, I'm Angelo, I'm here to assist you. And so we went to the restroom and came back, and she said, give me your, give me your um, boarding pass. And I'm thinking, oh, great give my boarding pass to somebody I don't know, but she did say she's a supervisor. So I gave her the boarding pass, and she went off, and she came back, and she said, you have a seat on the plane. Oh, that was great. Thank you very much. Yeah. So if you have any problems in Charlotte when you're flying, ask for Angela. (laughs) So she came back and checked on me probably six times until we finally got on our plane that left about, uh, thank you, 
Well, we got on the plane at quarter of 10, 9.45. Oh, my. Took off at 10.30. Uh-huh. We sat on the plane wondering why we're sitting here. <laughs> well, I was glad to get on the plane. At least I made some progress. I had spent a couple hours listening to well, a person I will call Eeyore. <laughs> so if any of you remember Eeyore, he was very negative character, and, and uh, or the puddle glum, you know, from C.S. <laughs> Lewis's writing. Right, this guy right. going on and on. We'll never get there. He was going to uh, Philadelphia. I was glad he wasn't on our flight. <laughs> <laughs> but he was saying, we're not going to get there. I don't know why they didn't just turn the plane around and take us back to where we started from. This is ridiculous. We'll never get there tonight. They're gonna. We're gonna have to sit here in the hotel, or in the. We're gonna have to sit here in the airport. They're not gonna take us to a hotel because our luggage is checked. They won't let you leave the airport if your luggage is checked. So we're not gonna. We're not gonna. Oh dear. Get to go. Yeah. He did this. He repeated this every fifteen minutes. Okay. For about three hours, and then my, I got to go to a different gate. They changed the location for our. Well, you really did go through it in Charlotte. So, so you get so you're sitting on the plane. How come you were waiting on the plane? We don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and their story for getting us. They had told us that the seven o'clock flight would leave at eight. Uh huh. But however, it did not. It was you know, like I said, and um, they told us that they were having to get the a crew together and calling them at home. Right. Well, on the way to the airport. In the shuttle, I'm commenting on that, and the people behind me said, so that's the story they give the passengers. <laughs> and I turned around and said, well, who are you? Oh, we're just the flight staff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So and you got to the hotel. It was after midnight? It was after yeah. midnight. Yeah. And then I got to stand at the desk for 15 minutes till they decided to acknowledge me because apparently they got gotten some deliveries. Mm-hmm. And they were signing papers for the, you know, the oh. seat of the delivery. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, well, <laughs> well, we were thinking, and and we were thinking you were going to come in around eight thirty, because that's the last thing I had seen in in the email that you were coming around eight thirty. So in the meantime, though, Teresa, we had gone to Capitol. Se- well, we had the board meeting all day. Tell tell yes. us. Did you you came in the board meeting? I did. I was there for the whole board meeting. Were you B O R E D in the B O A R D <laughs> meeting? <laughs> Actually, I was not. I, no offense, I thought I would be. <laughs> I'm I sure you did. <laughs> it, it was very interesting, and it was very enlightening to hear the discussions and to kind of learn more about the the personalities and the roles of the people in the different positions. Um, the different things that were going on with ACB, it, it was really actually very interesting. Well, that's 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 good to know. I, I've often wondered how, you know, that, I mean, some some people would just, they just see it as just a real opportunity to take a nap. Uh, but, <laughs> but, of course, a lot of us, some of us really think it's it's good. That's why we're there. Um, but you always wonder what, what a, a new person would would think about all that. So well, I did step outside at ten. Um, we took a break between ten and ten thirty right. at some point, and it had already begun to snow. Mm-hmm. So it was snowing all day from ten until six, and then when we did leave, it was it had turned from snow 
to freezing rain and sleet. And those raindrops and were huge. <laughs> were it was kind of like being hit by, by mushy gumballs, you know? They were just yeah. enormous. Uh, but it felt like people were scooping up the splash off the ground and throwing it. <laughs> it did. That's a good description. Oh, yeah. So we went to Capitol Steps. Capital Steps is, it, it, for those of you who don't know about Capital Steps, they are, it's a comedy, it's a, a political, uh, an hour and a half of political hilarity. <laughs> and um, they, we, we've gone over there before, is several years ago, we went to see them when we were in Washington. We usually have Capital Steps CDs in our auction and holiday auction. Um and so we went to see them, and and they they show no mercy to either side of the aisle. <laughs> They're just too no. funny. <laughs> <laughs> they love making fun of everyone. They were, um, but we get on the bus to go over, and and we we get there, and Deb, while you're sitting in Charlotte, we're thinking you're on a plane. Of course, you weren't yet, but we were having an interesting time, just plain flat out getting from the bus into the building. Oh, that was quite an experience. It was. It was. Uh, I don't think it was ever that Lane Waters thought in his job description that it would include shoveling snow. Shoveling snow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we get in there, we have a great time, come back to the hotel, and I tried to call um, Deb and Teresa room together, and I tried to call y'all's room, um, and no one was in, and, and I thought, well, I don't know, I guess. I also tried to call... Um, I tried, Deb, I tried to call your uh, cell phone and didn't get an answer. And I thought, wow, I wonder if she hadn't come in yet. Had no idea that you weren't getting in until midnight. So that was an eventful day. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go to Sunday. Sunday was the president's meeting. And um, that... long. Yes, it was long. Um, in the past, this was the first year we'd had it all on one day. In the past, we would have the board meeting on Friday. We'd start this president's meeting on Saturday morning at 11 um, and go until about 4 or 5 in the afternoon and then have Sunday morning. But we put it all together this time um, just because that that saved a day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we... and and. The president's meeting in the past would go until about noon on Sunday. Then you'd start the legislative seminar on two, at two, and it would then run into Monday. And we just felt like we could be a little more efficient with putting one on one day, one on the next. And also, you didn't have to shift gears in the middle of the day from president's meeting to to legislative seminar. So, is there anything in the in the president's meeting that um, that you all found? particularly, you know, helpful or, um, you know, that was new or whatever. What, what were your impressions of that meeting? There was a lot of information given to us. We were given this huge booklet, uh, booklet volume, mm -hmm. this huge volume of information. And uh, it was Interesting to see, you know, who all came to that. We had a, we had introductions, so that was good, and we got to know who was there. And then we, um, we got to hear what ACB is planning for the upcoming year. And you know, you, you don't think about that a whole lot when you're at home, and, but then you get to hear about all these things all together. It's quite impressive when you hear about. I the, 
the walk, you hear about the auction, the, the auction in the summer, and then the radio auction in the winter, and oh, just, you know, all these plans for 2015. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive to put all that in one place and look at it. Okay. Teresa? There were a lot of things that I found extremely helpful and very interesting. Um, first, just getting connected with other affiliates and hearing what they're doing and just really knowing they're out there. Sometimes I feel, as the executive director here in, in Bluegrass, I kind of feel like the only other people I have <clears throat> excuse me, to turn to when I have questions is KCB. And... And sometimes I forget about, well, I've got all these other people out here that I can connect with and, and ask questions of and and learn best practices and things like that. So it was really neat to be able to, to go around and meet people and talk with people from different states and learn a bit about what their affiliate chapter is doing. And, and again, <laughs> for me, uh, fundraising, what people are doing, because it's, it's a big part of my job. Um, not not just the membership and the programs, but the fundraising side of it. So I learned a lot that way. Um, the meeting itself, I found a lot of the information that they gave us very helpful. Um, there was one particular piece of information about insurance for your organization. Oh, that was a great presentation. Yeah. <clears throat> it really was. It was yeah. a great presentation. The take-home is basically a checklist thing. If you're doing this, you need to consider this kind of insurance. If you're doing this, you need to consider this kind of insurance, which luckily most everything on there we have covered. There was a couple of areas where we're just getting into social media. We've had our newsletter, but we're increasing our circulation, so might need to consider looking into some insurance for for that area. But I, I thought that very helpful, especially for other affiliates that might be new Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of wondering what they need to be doing. So, mm-hmm. um, then also the information about ACB, their upcoming marketing plans and strategies. Um, I found it really exciting when they discussed the opportunity for um, the national organization has um, a grant writer that they're using and that they might make her services available to us. Um, we can discuss with her directly on fees and things, but... The, the general searching, researching for grants and things she would help us with. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of information I found very helpful and very interesting. That meeting is always fun to put together because you would think that it'd sort of be the same from year to year, and there are topics that carry over. I mean, fundraising is talked about every year because fundraising, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't raise money, you're not going to exist. And uh, so that's always a topic, but it's always a different twist. And this was the first time that there had been, as part of the handout, um, the highlight on each of the major areas of fundraising within ACB. And the Resource Development Committee put that together. And I was just looking through it again this morning. And, you know, it's it's amazing when you go through there and look and, and see um, all the different things. I mean, you think, oh, that we're doing this and we're doing that, but you really don't. <clears throat> even in, you know, in, if if you're really heavily involved as I am, you you sometimes don't really think about um, how big that picture is. Um, 
you you know you see it's kind of the opposite of, of seeing the big picture and not the the little parts um, i tend mm -hmm. to see the smaller parts and then when you you look at how they all come together uh, it's it's really exciting to see how they are fitting together sometimes you almost feel like it's a little disjointed but um, it's all really, the pieces are just really coming together real well. So, um, okay, and then, of course, meeting the people. I mean, when when people, um, you know, you hear names or you read names in the Braille Forum, but when those names become, become you know, living, breathing people, you get to know them, it, I think that helps, makes a big difference, too. Page 3. Now we continue with Deb Lewis and Teresa Thomas as they tell us more about their visit to Washington, D.C. and their participation in the ACB Affiliate President's Meeting and the ACB Legislative Seminar. So I was there through Sunday evening and then I left to visit family. Um, tell us about Monday. Well, Monday was the Monday was the legislative seminar, and we were informed of, and uh, told about the HR seven twenty nine, and that's the demonstration. Uh, okay, that's the Medicare demonstration of coverage for low vision devices Act of two thousand fifteen. Okay, and that covers. Um, that covers the thing, uh, devices with lenses that were excluded when they excluded eyeglass mm -hmm. glasses from Medicare because yeah. it, they wrote it as excluding all things with lenses. So that meant there was devices for people with low vision were excluded as well. So we're working on getting those you know, included again. And, mm -hmm. or included. I don't know if they ever were they ever included, but I think they were for a period of time, until 2008. Okay, so we're working on getting those included in Medicare. And um, we had some cute uh, role plays that were done. They were pretty funny. Oh, those are always good. Those what to, good. what to do and what not to do when you get to the to the yeah, offices. Uh -huh. And they showed us, you know, one, you know, and he, uh, several of these things that when you talked about them you got to see it a role play as well mm -hmm. um, and then we also talked about the uh, the reintroduction of the Alice Cogswell and Ann Sullivan Macy Act mm -hmm. and that that has to do with education of children and counting the visually impaired children as visually impaired you know students yeah trying to get a true count Yes, yeah. instead of them getting counted under other disabilities. Right. right. Uh, and then we had the Marrakesh Treaty, Marrakesh too. Marrakesh Treaty. Yeah, which is the, the one where we would share, we can share Braille materials, well, um, accessible materials across countries, where now if they produce a book in one country, they can't use it in another. So those were your three imperatives. Um, Teresa, what did you... Well, I was feeling a bit under the weather on Monday. Oh, that's um, right. I was not able virus. to make it downstairs. <laughs> However, I can say, I'm very happy to say, I didn't miss a thing because of ACB Radio airing 
the legislative seminar live, and I was able to, I, I called in via phone. Mm-hmm. They had given the number the day before several times, and I saved it in my phone. So that morning, I dialed it up on my phone and put it on speaker and laid it right next to me. And while I was feeling very ill, very bad, I was still able to listen to everything. And it was extremely interesting. They had some great speakers, um, even some people outside of ACB that they brought in um, to discuss a lot of different topics uh, outside those three main topics. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of information that I learned that day while lying in bed and throwing up every few minutes. <laughs> in between <laughs> being sick. Wow. So, now, that is, that, that's a great reason for having ACB radio. So you, along with people out there around the country, were listening. <laughs> right. And so there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to have been able to come to these meetings, but mm-hmm. were unable to, especially due to not just the weather, but the cost of the trip. Oh, yeah. And they can sit at home and learn all that great information that we picked up, lying in their own bed at home or sitting at the dinner table or having a cup of couch. coffee, doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Tuesday comes, and that's your visit to the Hill. And I'd be curious to know what your impressions were of the hill and and how how things went on Tuesday. It sounds as if you all had a great day. We had a wonderful day, and I have to say, a lot of that is a big thank you to you, Carla, for your your uh, consulting and your advisement on how to set up our schedule. Yes. We had um, six appointments, um, six out of eight. Uh, people that we were going to try and contact on Capitol Hill, and we actually ended up having seven out of eight meetings. We dropped off information at uh, Representative Massey's office and were not able to get an appointment, but thanks to your wonderful coaching, it was an extremely smooth day going um, from office to office that were close to each other and hitting one building, then the next building, and then going on over to the Senate side at the end of the day. And um, that, that worked out really well, and we had a lot of other people that were envious of our schedule. Oh, back excellent. and forth, back and forth, because they yeah. really didn't understand how it worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. We also had an excellent volunteer. Oh, that's good, we too. We, yeah. we had a young young lady um, that was 17 years old that lived in Arlington and was volunteering. She was going to be writing a paper for her government class on her experience of escorting us around on Capitol Hill and observing our meetings, and um, she was extremely helpful. And I have, I have often, I've often said that it's, I have found it really very difficult to describe to people what it's, what it is like on Capitol Hill. I think the average person thinks that the senators and representatives have their offices in the Capitol building because, after all, they're on Capitol Hill. And that is, of course, not the case. Um, For one thing, the Capitol building isn't big enough to have 535 senators and representatives with their offices because their offices are not just one room. Here's their office. You go in, and there they are. Offices can range in size from the you know pretty relatively small two or three rooms to uh, to a number of rooms, and um, I think that people have 
believe uh, oftentimes that that you know it's it's like a typical office building or something and it it really even though there are three buildings on the house side that house offices for the representatives and there's two on the senate that there are more than than two and three but there are two on the senate that have um offices for the senators um it, it's they're they're massive i mean we don't have a building here in louisville that i think would fit those descriptions so um walking through the halls it's like walking through the mall at christmas time there's so many people mm-hmm. and there's groups of them standing in the way sometimes they just suddenly have a meeting in the middle of the hall yes <laughs> we Walk had a meeting them. in the hall <laughs> yeah so we had a meeting uh, in the hall tell us about your meeting in the hall well, we went into um, uh, Representative Rogers, uh, Eastern Kentucky District, and we're going to drop off information. And I, I, it was very crowded. It was a, a small, uh, a small office that you first walk into, but you could tell there were lots of others connected, and they were all full. There were people everywhere, and I kind of had this gentleman blocked in by the door, and I said to the girl behind the desk, I said would anyone possibly be available, any any staff at all that we might be able to talk to in just five or ten minutes, share some information? And she looks up and says, Alex, do you have a minute? By the way, I kind of had him blocked in. He really couldn't say no. <laughs> and he said, I guess I could take about five minutes. He said, we really don't have an office. And he kind of looks over at me and says, but we can go out in the hallway. <laughs> and, you know, that that is not... Um people some people would think oh well that was just a brush off but that is not um i have had i've had meetings in those offices in the lobby of of the office just in the 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 room where you go in and talk to the receptionist sometimes i'll come out and just sit down in the lobby and talk to you if 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 offices are busy or or whatever i mean and if the lobby's busy i mean going out and talking in the hall you talk to people on capitol hill wherever you can talk to them wherever they will stop and speak with you and of course that's true in frankfurt as well when, when you go we to the capital andy Barr's office, uh-huh. uh, we now andy Barr is the lexington he's in the lexington area so he's Teresa's home person so what happened deb when you got in there we, we walked in there and we sat down to wait and there was another group scheduled at the same time mm-hmm. but they got a staffer to sit out there, a staff person sat with them in the in the lobby and talked with them, and they were, that was the American... Kentucky American Water. Yeah, okay. Kentucky American Water, uh, or, and they were, so they met with them in the lobby, and we got taken into his office, and he and Teresa really had a good discussion. I didn't say a whole lot there because it was her representative, so I mm-hmm. thought, well, let her do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a wonderful, had a wonderful thing. conversation. He was extremely um, receptive of our thoughts and ideas. He was very interactive. He seemed genuinely concerned, and he actually seemed genuinely in favor of what we were talking about. So mm-hmm. it was very positive. He actually engaged us in conversation and asked our opinions on some other topics that he had been approached about. So. Mm-hmm. It it really was a wonderful experience. He was the only actual representative we got to meet with. 
everyone else we had staffers, but okay, we and were in his office with him. Yeah, and let's and let's tell people too that just because you meet with staffers doesn't mean that you've had a bad day. Um, oh no, we've had some wonderful staffers. Right, and those staffers, there are thousands of bills that get introduced into Congress, and those staffers, um, they have areas of expertise. So a staffer might specialize in Medicare issues, or they might specialize in education, or specialize in energy issues, or whatever. So if you get the right staffer, they are the people that are advising the congressman on, um, they keep them up on what their local people want, they keep them apprised of, of, um, you know, what's happening with the bills. Uh, they basically are the congressman's eyes and ears. Um, they keep their finger on the pulse of the bills they're charged with. So meeting with the right staffer can sometimes be even better than meeting with the member himself or herself, um, just depending on the, on the bill and the, con- and the staffers they have. I have to say we definitely got the right staffer in... Um, Senator Rand Paul's office. Oh, she that's great. Was, her special areas were health and education, huh? and with the two bills that we were oh, trying yeah. to support, and she knew a lot about them. She was very interactive, asking mm-hmm. questions and making comments, and, and very supportive, and she seemed to think that, um, that the senator would also be favorable mm-hmm. and she said I'm going to talk to him about this mm-hmm. <laughs> so many times he said, I'm going to talk to him about this yeah that's great it, it, it she really seemed very in touch with what we were talking about that was definitely her area of expertise well we are uh, about out of time actually we may make this two segments on this program but you all have been great now Deb we the excitement wasn't quite over because coming home, we met at Reagan Airport. Of course, you were already at the gate. We were late because we got stuck at security. Um, but we were getting onto the plane, and they wouldn't let you take your suitcase on. It had to be checked plane side. And so when we get to Louisville... There's no suitcase. <laughs> There's no end no to the drama. <laughs> so we had to go to an office and... Yeah. Carla and Adam stood outside, and I went in the office and filed the, you know, the needed information, right. what the suitcase looked like, what my phone number was, address, right. et cetera. And I thought, well, hopefully I'll get my suitcase. Who knows? So <laughs> I was kind of quiet on the way back from the, from the well, from the way from the airport to my house. Mm-hmm. I was troubling over that, and I got home and. I said, well, I can't do anything about this other than call if, if it doesn't show up in Correct. a day or two. Yeah. So they called me um, around 1 in the afternoon on Wednesday and said, we have your suitcase. And I said, thank you. <laughs> that is great. And they brought Ooh. it to you. I was happy. Yeah. And they brought it to me mm-hmm. about an hour later. Mm-hmm. And all's well that ends well. I had my suitcase and nothing was missing and everything yeah. was there. And I was happy. Well, I'll tell you, you couldn't have, I don't think you could have wrapped up any more of the travel problems all into one person. <laughs> you made an effort and planned it. <laughs> I was really thankful I didn't take my dog because I yeah. couldn't imagine having had to take her out in the snow and the ice mm-hmm. at an airport. Mm-hmm. Getting getting someone to go 
with me to do that. That would have yeah. been really difficult. That would have been. Plus, <laughs> just Deb, she wasn't there. And plus, all that walking on Capitol Hill. Deb's dog is is older, an older dog, and you know, people think, oh, the dogs ought to do just great. But sometimes, if if they're if it's an older dog, that could be a lot for them. So yeah, she's eight and a half years it old. It was a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially since you weren't well the day before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I would would end with asking you: Would you, if if you all were you know coming up to doing this again, would you would you be, uh, would you be up for a second round? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not sure. I'm not sure. It was a good experience. A wonderful experience. Yes, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. if it fell at a different time of year. Mm-hmm where you didn't run into the weather and travel issues. Mm-hmm. And with me, February is crunch time for grant writing and grant reporting. Yeah. So yeah. it made it very difficult time-wise for me. Mm-hmm. The experience, mm-hmm. if it was any other time of the year, absolutely I would do mm-hmm. it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure with it having to be in February if that's going to work with, yeah. with my situation. Yeah. yeah. But that is when they're, they're in session, that's right. Mm-hmm. Be there. Yeah. Well, we are glad that you both were there and had a good experience, and we appreciate all of the advocacy work that you did on Capitol Hill. And um, just um, congratulations on on being on on being selected to go. We we really are glad to to have had you with us. And we're both really thankful for the stipend. That came. Yes. They were, they were, yes, and they were provided by J.P. Morgan Chase through a special program, and uh, you all were two of, I think, 21 that were included mm-hmm. in that program. So it, it was a lot of fun, and I know I was really pleased to have, you know, to have you all there from Kentucky, just, you know, from Bluegrass and KCB. I think it, it, was, a, it was a great time. So thank you much. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Carla. Page 4. Sound Prince is heard each week on ACB Radio, beginning at 10 p.m. on Sunday evening, Eastern Time, and repeating every other hour through 8 p.m. on Monday, Eastern Time. For those of you listening on the computer, you have access to the program guide for not only Mainstream, the channel on which Sound Prince is heard, but for other channels as well, such as Treasure Trove or World News and Events. For those of you listening on the telephone by calling 231-460-1047, or for those of you listening on Central Kentucky Radio I, downloading from the Kentucky Council of the Blind website at kentucky-acb.org, or listening on CDs that you receive each week from the Kentucky Council of the Blind, you do not have access to the program guides for ACB Radio, and you may not know about all of the great programming that is available there. At the recent Affiliate President's Meeting in Washington, D.C., one of the handouts was a guide to ACB Radio. And we are going to include information from that guide here on Soundprints for the benefit of all of those listeners who are not 
hearing sound prints on their computers or through the acbradio.org website. ACB Radio, where you're listening, is our business. ACB Radio is a project of the American Council of the Blind. It streams via Internet and brings you up-to-date and relevant information worldwide for people who are blind or who have low vision. It provides programming produced by blind programmers and a platform on which blind musicians and artists express their talents. The ACB Radio Mainstream is known as the Talk of the Blind Community, bringing you content from the International Association of Audio Information Services, IAAIS, and a variety of talk shows. On ACB Radio Mainstream, programming begins at 9 p.m. Eastern and repeats throughout a 24-hour period. On Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Consumer News and Money Management is heard. 10 p.m. is Sound Prints, which you are listening to at this time, and these two programs repeat every two hours overnight and through the day on Monday until 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday evening. On Monday evening at 9 p.m., The Beacon, an interview program for information concerning people with disabilities, seniors, and veterans, is heard. From 10 to 10.30 p.m., the Crime Crusher series, DJ Detective takes you through a crime scene and helps you solve the mystery. 10.30 p.m. to 11 is Here and There, H-E-A-R and There. Dave Ullman takes you on a virtual tour throughout the country. 11 to 11.30 p.m. is Hobby Radio. If you enjoy working with shortwave or ham radio, you won't want to miss this show. 11.30 to 12, Amateur Radio News. Catch up on the latest news. These programs repeat every three hours overnight and during the day on Tuesday until 9 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesday evening at 9 p.m., the new programming on Tuesday evening at 9 p.m., the new programming begins. 9 p.m. to 10 is bi-weekly feature. Here we have two shows that alternate each week. On the first and third Tuesday of the month, you will hear Let's Talk Low Vision. Join Dr. Bill Takashita and his panel as they discuss many topics that affect the daily lives of people with low vision. On the second and fourth Tuesdays, you will hear Council Connection, which is brought to you by the Bay State Council of the Blind. Your host, Marcia Dresser, will bring you the latest news from the New England area, as well as conduct fabulous interviews with many guests. 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. is the ACB Braille Forum and the ACB eForum. Catch up on what is going on with the American Council of the Blind and the blind community. 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. is The Economist, a weekly magazine about today's economy. These programs, from Tuesday evening, repeat every four hours overnight and during the day on Wednesday until 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The programming for Thursday begins on Wednesday evening, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m., Touching the Future, articles from Discover, Futurist, and Seed magazines. 10 p.m. to 
Eyes on Success. Topics range from descriptions of adaptive equipment and programs to sports and hobbies. 10.30 to 11, Speaking Out for the Blind. Brian McCollin interviews many different blind individuals and other specialists about a wide variety of topics. These programs repeat every two hours overnight and during the day on Thursday until 7 p.m. Eastern. On Thursday evening at 7 p.m., All Things Radio, the latest news in today's commercial radio. 9 to 9.30 p.m., Glenn Hauser's World of Radio. Catch up on what is being heard in the world of shortwave. 9.30 p.m. to 10, bi-weekly feature. For the first and third Thursday of each month, join Mike Duke for ACB Reports. On the second and fourth Thursday of each month, Listen to Newsreel Magazine. 10 p.m. to 11, Western Short Stories. Sit back and relax and enjoy stories from the Old West. All of these programs repeat every four hours overnight and during the day on Friday until 7 p.m. Eastern. Friday evening and Saturday schedule. 7 to 8 p.m., World of Sports Live with Jonathan McCarty and Paul Ferrara. What's happening in the world of sports? By the way, Jonathan McCarty is a member of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. He's a young college student that does a great job with this sports program, so tune him in. 8 p.m. to 9 is Science of Our Times, a weekly magazine about the latest in science today. 9 to 10 p.m. is Main Menu with David Tanner and Chase Crispin. They bring you ACB Radio's number one technology show. 10 to 11 is Keystrokes, brings you technology news and demonstrates different kinds of computer software. At 8 a.m. on Saturday begins a lineup of programs for kids and teens. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. is Bigler's World. Join Jim Bigler as he reads a variety of kids' magazines. 9 to 10 a.m. is Children's Story Hour. 10 to 11 is Kids Space, more kids' stories. And 11 to 12 is Teen Magazines. Regular programming repeats from Friday evening after the kids' hour on Saturday until 10 p.m. when you will hear Cooking in the Dark with Dale Campbell. He shows you how to prepare a great variety of delicious recipes. Cooking in the Dark and other programming repeats throughout Sunday except that the kids' lineup is heard at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Then there's the ACB Radio Treasure Trove channel. This is our most popular channel, and this stream brings you old-time radio from the 20s through the 50s. Do you remember those great old shows such as The Shadow or The Green Hornet? Or maybe The Jack Benny Show that brought laughs to living rooms all over the countries. You can enjoy those shows again on ACB Radio Treasure Trove, number three from the menu when you call ACB Radio on your telephone. All programs listed repeat every four hours after their first airing through midnight the next day. So, on Sunday at 12 a.m. to 12.30 a.m., you'll hear The Life of Riley. 12.30 is Destination Freedom. 1 a.m., Information, Please. 1.30, Family Theater. 2, The Goon Show. 
2.30. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. 3, the Jack Benny program. And 3.30, calling all cars. That lineup repeats every four hours until Monday, when at midnight you'll hear the Aldrich family. At 12.30, a man called X. At 1, the Lux Radio Theater. At 2, Hancock's Half Hour. 2.30, Journey into Space. At 3, Life with Luigi. 3.30, Gunsmoke. Repeats every four hours until Tuesday. Tuesday at midnight, we hear Boston Blackie. At 12.30, Lights Out. 1, Fibber McGee and Molly. 1.30, X-1. At 2, Dad's Army. 2.30, Suspense. 3, Duffy's Tavern. 3.30, Have Gun, Will Travel. They repeat every four hours until Wednesday at midnight when we hear the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. 12.30, Let George Do It. 1, The Great Gildersleeve. 1.30, The Story of Dr. Kildare. At 2, Buy the Book, BBC Dramatized Books. At 3, The CBS Radio Workshop. At 3.30, Dangerous Assignment. Repeats every four hours until Thursday at midnight when we will hear Burns and Allen, one of the great comedies, by the way. 12.30, Escape. 1, Father Knows Best, another hilarious show. 1.30, The Whistler. 2, The Navy Park. 2.30, The Men from the Ministry. 3, You Bet Your Life. 3.30, Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Repeats every four hours until Friday at midnight. We hear Our Miss Brooks. If you haven't heard her, tune that one in. That's a really funny show. 12.30 a.m. Dragnet. 1. Abbott and Costello. 1.30. The Shadow. 2. Round the Horn. 2.30. Paul Temple. 3. The Amos and Andy Show. 3.30. The Adventures of Philip Marlowe. Again, these repeat every four hours until Saturday at midnight when we have the Halls of Ivy at midnight. At 12.30, The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. At 1, My Favorite Husband. 1.30, The Cisco Kid. 2, All Gas and Gators. 2.30, Saturday Night Theater. For more information about ACB Radio, visit www.acbradio.com acbradio.org Page 5, The Sound Prince Calendar Unless otherwise indicated, you can join conference calls on this calendar by dialing 605-475-6006 and entering code 294444. Bluegrass Council of the Blind activities are held at the BCB office located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. You do need to register for BCB events and activities. Their phone number is 859-259-1834. Greater Louisville Council of the Blind activities are held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries located at 150 South State Street in Louisville. Registration for GLCB events can be made by calling 502-895-4598. This is a calendar for March. On March 3, the library users will hold their dinner meeting. Let's see. 
On March 3, the Tri-State Library users will hold its next in-person dinner meeting, including a program from 6 to 8 p.m. It will be at United Crescent Hill Ministries, and you can sign up by calling KCB at 502-895-4598. On March 4, the KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line. March 5 will be the next Bluegrass Council of the Blind membership meeting. This one will be from 3 to 5 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. The meeting will be from 3 to 4 p.m. and dinner from 4 to 5. Call BCB to sign up. On March 5th, the ACB Lions conference call will take place at 9 p.m. Eastern. Share ideas and ways to be involved in your local Lions Club. The meeting is at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and the call-in number is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096. On March 6th, BCB invites you to demonstrating assistive technology and accessibility training from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. Call ahead for details and to sign up. Also on March 6, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its GLCB Friday, including education and technology topics from 3.30 to 6 p.m. This month, it will include print awareness and improving your signature, building your family tree, iPhone tips, and much more. Dinner will be at 6.15, and it's $5 per person, games and crafts from 7 to 10 p.m. Call GLCB to sign up. On March 7, International Women's Day will be celebrated at the American Printing House for the Blind from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Celebrate the life of Helen Keller with lots of fun activities, including a story hour for children, a showing of the Miracle Worker with audio description, clips from Helen Keller's 1919 autobiographical film, and a reception. Free, but space is limited, appropriate for children 5 and up and adults. Registration is required, so call the museum at 502-899-2213. Also on March 7, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation will sponsor a seminar on travel. Talk about all things travel, from flying to cruises and beyond. Appetizers included, 3 to 6 p.m. at UCHM, $5 per person. Call KCB at 502-895-4598 or Amanda Selm with Next Generation at 502-750-1774 to register. On March 9, the Bluegrass Council will hold its community outing for March at Chai's Mexican Restaurant, 3841 Nicholasville Center Drive in Lexington, 5 to 6 p.m. Call the BCB office to sign up. On March 10, The Bluegrass Council of the Board will meet from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at the BCB office. Also on March 10, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will hold its next meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Debbie Philman, Public Health Director and Certified Diabetes Educator, and Merritt Bates-Thomas, Registered Dietitian, Green River District Health Department, will be the speakers for this meeting. 
make friends, share ideas and information, and much more at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. On March 12, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its next meeting by conference call at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. For more information about NKCB, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. March 13 is the next GLCB Friday with EdTech Topics from 330 to 6, Dinner at 615, and Games and Crafts from 7 to 10. The APH Readers Theater will be happening two times, Friday, March 13, from 7 to 9 p.m., and repeated on Saturday, March 14, from 1 to 3 p.m. The APH Museum Readers Theater Troupe presents a festival of new plays by blind playwrights. No props, no lights, no costumes. Actors read the script in Braille. Free, limited space, best for adults and older children. Registration is required. Call the museum. 502-899-2213. On March 14, the GLCB Board will hold its monthly meeting, this time at 10 a.m. on the conference line. March 15 is the next KSB Alumni Board meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. And March 16 is the next KCB Board meeting, also at 8 p.m. on the conference line. Those times are Eastern times. On March 20, GLCB Friday will happen with Education and Technology from 3.30 to 6, Dinner at 6, and Games and Crafts from 7 to 10 at UCHM. Be sure to call ahead of time to sign up. On March 21, GLCB will have its next dine out from 4.30 to 7 p.m. at Buckhead's in the Gardner Lane Shopping Center in Louisville. Call ahead to sign up. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.